So let's talk some football. Let's do it with Jennifer Piacenti from Sports Illustrated. This is my favorite time of the year because we have the combine going on right now on the NFL Network. And I love betting the NFL draft. Like, I love betting the NFL draft more than I love uh, betting the Super Bowl, the regular season, win totals. It's honestly become my favorite thing the last couple of years. You know, as as the market grows and, you know, as the industry grows, I really should say, um, do you find more people saying that to you, like that they're more interested in the NFL draft than actually betting like week by week or the Super Bowl even? No, I haven't had people tell me that, but I will say that the NFL draft has definitely become something people are really, really interested in. I mean, look, we get all of this NFL, right? We have NFL all season long, once a week, we have these games, and then we have this long drought right where, what are we betting on? if you're not into nba what are you going to do well the draft is that perfect thing right there in the middle of april in the spring it's, it's just a fun time to to bring back your in love of nfl so yeah i mean i think the draft is definitely something fun to to bet on i don't think it will ever overtake uh the real nfl season but hey you never know i mean betting is here to stay yeah it's funny because like you know you used to I'd bet, you know, week by week and you bet sides and totals and then like Super Bowl prop bets, obviously. But then once I found out about the NFL draft, like obviously everybody you could, you could, uh, you know, who's going to go number one overall or who's going to go number two overall, but you could select like, are the Carolina Panthers going to take a quarterback, you know, and it's like plus 700. So I do think there's good value. Uh, Before we get into first overall pick, I think the story of the week is probably Kenny Pickett. It looks like he's going to be the first quarterback selected, but the hand size now turns out to be an issue. Uh, two years ago, it was Joe Burrow. He joked about it. Uh, he was sacked like 14 times in the playoffs, and I don't think he fumbled once. So I don't think the hand size was a big deal. Uh, his hand's a little bit bigger than Kenny Pickett. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say, you know, size doesn't matter. Any woman would tell you that. Um, <laughs> but seriously, it, it, it really, yes, it is a little bit of a detriment to have small hands. Obviously, of course, it's like, you know, it's a little bit of a detriment for Jose Altuve to only be 5'5". Five five. However, right. he still, you know, won the AL MVP, and he still could be a great baseball player. So it's the same thing with Kenny Pickett. And as we just saw with Joe Burrow, as you mentioned, look, this guy in his sophomore season took his team all the way to the Super Bowl. Who cares about tiny hands? I care absolutely zero about tiny hands. I care about what Kenny Pickett has on going on in his mind, uh, in his skills, and, and not about his his hands. He's obviously able to play a high level of football. Yeah, and it's funny because like we're talking about the first overall pick, and right now at BetMGM, Evan Neal's minus one forty five. You know, Aiden Hutchinson's plus three hundred, and Kayvon Thibodeau's eighteen to one, and. You know, usually every year, every other year, we're talking about a quarterback potentially going number one or teams trading up to try to take their quarterback of the future. And this year, probably just not going to happen. So let's start with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, actually, because, you know, all season long, it looked like he was going to be the clear-cut number one overall pick. And now, like, his draft position at BetMGM is four and a half, and the under is minus 130, the over just plus 100. And he is now 18-1 to to go number one overall. So what can you tell us about him and maybe why he slipped a little bit? Yeah, I think he slipped a little bit because Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan has basically become the consensus number one overall defender. He's the best combo of, you know, having both the uh, pass blocking and uh, the run defending. Yeah. So it, it's it's just, you know, he's elite in that way. And as Jacksonville has the number one pick for the second year in a row, I don't see them passing over Hutchinson for uh, Thibodeau when Thibodeau is just a little bit less polished. Now, they're both fantastic. Like, I mean, <laughs> these are incredible players. But I do think they're more likely to take the chance on Hutchinson, who is probably the most elite defender of the class. 
Yeah, so Hutchinson, and I watched a lot of them, obviously, because I watch a lot of Big Ten uh, being from the Midwest. What could you tell about? What could you tell us about him? Obviously, like you said, he's better against the run. He could get after the quarterback. I mean, he was awesome. He was. He. he I thought he should have been a Heisman. Uh, I thought he should have been the Heisman. I wanted to see a defender actually win it. Uh, what could you tell us about him? He's plus three hundred right now to go uh, first overall. Yeah, 6'6", and as I said, highest graded defender uh, according to Pro Football Focus. So, you know, why wouldn't they take him in Jacksonville if they decide to address defense? They need both defense and offense. I do, however, think it's much more likely they are going to take one of these offensive linemen, and there is a reason why Evan Neal is favored at minus 140 on BetMGM. He's actually plus 120 over on SI Sportsbook still, though. Perfect. We got plenty to talk about. We're going to throw you on the phone, actually. We're having some technical difficulties here at the studio, so we're going to throw uh, Jennifer on the phone, and I'm going to ask her all about Evan Neal, who right now over at BetMGM is minus 145 uh, currently in the favorite. But, yeah, all season long, you know, we talked about it when we would talk Oregon football. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau looked like he was going to be the clear-cut number one overall pick. You know, Aiden Hutchinson obviously had a huge second half of the season, was awesome. Um, kind of remind me of, like, the Jadeveon Clowney situation, you know, where... Uh, all season long, you thought he was just going to be the clear-cut number one. All right, we go back out. Now we'll go to the phone line, the Roman Guest Line phone line, and we'll welcome back Jennifer. So, Jennifer, I wanted to ask you this because Evan Neal right now now moves all the way up to minus 145 uh, to be the number one overall pick. And after what we saw, like, granted, Jamar Chase was awesome, probably the reason the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, right? Um, but Joe Burrow took a lot of hits. He was sacked a lot. He was sacked in one game eight times. So do you think Evan Neal, like, is that going to be probably the selection here for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Is there a reason why he's minus 145 right now on the board? Yeah, I mean, they have to protect Trevor Lawrence, and they have a lot of offensive tackles leaving in free agency, so that's another reason. Yeah. They really have to start protecting Trevor Lawrence, and we saw Trevor Lawrence really struggle. You know, he was tied with Matt Stafford for the most interceptions in the league through 17 during the regular season. So Evan Neal has only allowed 24 pressures across the last two seasons, even while transitioning from right tackle to left tackle. So it makes a lot of sense that he would be the favorite here to me. Um, I also really like Akeem Ikwanu, and I think he had a fantastic showing today at the Combine. Uh, you know, he's a North Carolina State guy, best run-blocking tackle out there by far. He is absolutely phenomenal, and even more interestingly, he played Pongo the Dog in the fifth-grade production of 101 Dalmatians, and he can sing tenor. And I got to tell you, at six foot four and three twenty, if you can sing tenor, then you are a physical specimen. <laughs> yeah, he's plus three hundred right now. You know, I haven't even brought him up, but he's actually second on the board right now. He's moved all the way yeah. up to second on the board, plus three hundred. So that's interesting as well. You know, that's my favorite time, or part, my favorite part of this time of the year is like we hear all these stories. Like I remember mm-hmm. finding out that like Devin White likes to ride horses. What's yeah. like who? When you look at this board, like have you found anything? found out anything like crazy or is there like anybody that you're rooting for to be drafted a little bit higher because of their story? I mean, it's definitely Iki Aquanu. Yeah. Like I was listening to him and I'm like, he's adorable. Like his football IQ seems pretty sharp. And in addition to that, he just seems like a good guy. Uh, so I really do hope that uh, I think he could go number one overall. I mean, like, as I said, he looks phenomenal today at the combine. So anything can happen. Evan Neal, Akeem Aquanu, I think either of those two are the most likely to go number one. I do think, obviously, they need someone like Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, they could obviously use Kayvon Thibodeau, but my guess is, my gut is right now, they've got to work on protecting Trevor Lawrence, their stud that they drafted last year. So if I made you choose, that's where you would go? You would go with one of the, you'd go with that's the tackle or go. offensive lineman? Okay, so um, mm-hmm. 
Any chance that a quarterback goes in the top five or top ten in this draft? Maybe Pickett goes and sneaks up, or maybe Malik Willis sneaks up, or, or no, you don't see that happening in this draft? I mean, there's always a chance, right? So many switches, so many swaps. Who knows? Maybe the Giants will say, hey, we're done with Daniel Jones, and, and we want Kenny Pickett because actually small hands are trendy. We want the next Joe Burrow. Anything can happen. And even Trent Dalkey himself said they're always open for business. Now, I don't think anybody needs to trade up to the number one to get a quarterback because it yeah. just doesn't seem to be a lot of competition. But who do we know is looking? The Broncos, Pittsburgh, the Commanders. And we know the Commanders tried this week to get on the phone with – Seattle and make a deal for Russell Wilson, but no dice. So, uh, you know, anybody, anything can happen. That's like you said, the fun part about the draft, um, things happen at the last minute, the clock, you know, goes to the end and then trades come in and it's pretty fun, but I really don't see a lot of quarterbacks being taken in the early picks this year, simply because, well, they're not as, exciting yeah They're i mean justin herbert <laughs> it's funny because it's it was such a down year you know in college football because like even like going back to the futures market to start the season spencer rattler was the overwhelming favorite to win the heisman and then he didn't even finish the season as starting quarterback in oklahoma right and then it was jt daniels and he didn't even finish the season in georgia uh, you know he was, it was stetson bennett so a down year for quarterback play in college football uh, all that being said matt corral sam howell any chance like or what are you hearing anything about these guys i really like matt corral i do think that he could be a good pro because I think he can make all the throws I think he could be too I think it's just a a matter of they just need more time yeah they just need more time they're just inexperienced and they don't have that you know elite field division yet they don't have all of these things that that will just come with time so I think all these guys are going to go somewhere good they'll be ready in a year or two but I don't think any of these guys are the kind of quarterbacks that you're going to be super excited and proud to say hey we're letting you start right out the gate and that's what's going on. And that's why, you know, there's so few quarterbacks in free agency now, too. What do you got? Jameis Winston. Yeah. You got Marcus Mariota. There's just, it's just a tough market right now. So, you know, suddenly Derek Carr and Jared Goff look like real specimens uh, compared to what the landscape that's out there right now. So you can see why everyone wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Everyone wants to talk about Tom Brady coming out of retirement. Everyone wants to convince Russell Wilson to go somewhere else. And of course, we'd all like to maybe see Deshaun Watson play because we'd like to see more fireworks at the QB position. But I guess we'll just have to settle for uh, probably a lot of Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Harbert. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Kyler Murray. <laughs> Before we let you go, because, you know, I love the draft and it's like last year I'm getting ready to sit down and I am a Green Bay fan and I do still love Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers and it was like Schefter tweets out and it's like Aaron Rodgers potentially on the move tonight and I'm thinking oh my god he's going to Denver to tonight uh tonight so I know um you know the draft's an exciting time but also we've seen some trades we always get the crazy rumors do you think anything goes down before the draft or on draft night maybe one of these quarterbacks do get moved uh as you said you know Washington tried to make a move for Russell Wilson no dice I think Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay but are you hearing like Anything, maybe one of these guys get moved, maybe Derek Carr or something? Nope. I think originally I thought Derek Carr might be on the move, but I think they've kind of settled in. As we said, like, you know, as we've been saying, there's not a lot of options to go. What are they going to do? Go draft one? I don't think so. And there's not a lot of free agencies, free, free agent QBs. I think Aaron Rodgers stays. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, Pete Carroll said, you know, we are really not interested in making any trades for Russell Wilson. He said that the combine this week. 
So, no, I don't think anything happens. I think it's just we like to have stories. And, you know, the most likely thing is maybe someone can convince Tom Brady to come out of retirement. I yeah. think that's their best chance. Yeah, I still I think I think it's 50-50. He ends up in San Francisco. Before I let you go, and I don't want to put you on the spot here because I know, like, the combine's not even done yet, but um, who do you think will be the biggest surprise or what will be the biggest surprise, you know, coming out of this draft, whether it's, like, you know, somebody in the third round, fourth round, maybe somebody goes a little bit earlier than expected, maybe somebody's an all-pro year two that we don't know about. What do you think the biggest surprise will be this year in the draft? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. It's still really early, yeah. but I will say that I have a feeling that Malik Willis will end up being the first QB overall in the end really? of this. Well, that could potentially make so. me some money, so I really do appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks so much. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the combine. You too. That was Jennifer Piacenti. She joined us from Sports Illustrated. Give her a follow on Twitter. That's the best part about uh, betting on the NFL draft is you don't have to just select who's going to be the number one overall pick and take Neil minus 145 or take a shot with Thibodeau 18 to 1. You could bet first quarterback selected. You get some good odds. Last year it was, you know, I, I um, went with the first DB drafted, first tackle off the board. You could actually find some good value, and it's something that you should definitely pay attention to. Right now at BetMGM, not currently like everything's available. You could bet on number one overall pick. Again, Evan Neal minus 145, Aiden Hutchinson's plus 300, Kayvon Thibodeau, who was like minus 110, I want to say, a couple months back, is now 18 to 1. Uh, Kenny Pickett is uh, 50 to 1, Sam Howell 66 to 1, Matt Corral 66 to 1. Uh, Evan Neal draft position under one and a half is minus 145. Aiden Hutchin draft position also available over two and a half plus 140 odds. If you think he's going before pick number three, under two and a half is minus 185 juice. I'm guessing he's probably going under. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, his draft position over four and a half is plus 100. The under, just minus 130. Maybe a chance he slips to five or six.